Welcome to the CSI Wake Forest Podcast, where we're examining the counselor student experience from the inside out. My name is Bobby Lang, and myself and our three other hosts are current students in the Wake Forest Counseling Program. Our hope is to provide insights about our experiences in the program and explore topics related to what it means to become a counselor. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you find whatever it is you're looking for. All right. So this is the CSI Wake Forest podcast. Uh, We're here hoping to examine the counselor experience from a student perspective. And we have four of us here that are hoping to introduce ourselves and kind of talk to uh, some of our background coming into the program. And we're really just here to provide any kind of insights based on our own experiences that might help future counselors interested in the field. We're interested in anyone really just looking to hear about what it's like to be a counselor, because in these days and times, it's a real challenge navigating the world. There's a lot going on and every little bit helps. So we're really here just hoping to provide some background understanding and insight into what it's like from our perspective. And hopefully that can lend something to everyone out there. And so uh, we're going to go through some questions. We're going to talk a little bit about our experiences. But I think first, uh, it's important to know who's in the room. And uh, let me just say, uh, some of the most wonderful individuals I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with, being with, knowing, um, you're a lucky group to be able to listen to some of these brilliant minds. And uh, I just, I'm so excited to be a part of this podcast. I think that uh, more podcasts is, is always better. And so um, I'll just start off. Uh, my name is Bobby Lang. I'm from Culpeper, Virginia, and I'm currently on the school counseling track with hopes of uh, one day attaining my LPC. Also, hopefully going to go for that PhD in counselor education one day if they'll let me. And uh, I'm so excited to be here. And I'm L.B. Snipes. Um, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm also on the school track, much like Bobby. And uh, I kind of want to work on my LPC and hopefully one day get a PhD as well. Um, And so at some point, maybe I'll end up in like a high school or middle school, wherever this journey takes me. My name is Brittany Lovell. I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina, and I'm on the school track as well. I'm kind of interested in a little bit of everything. I want to spend some time in the schools. I want to spend some time in the community setting. So I'm excited to see how it all pans out. My name is Yuxing. I'm from China. Um, so I think I'm the only one among the four people that who's on the clinical mental health counseling track. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not interested in school. It's just I guess I'm more interested in clinical at this time. Um, I'm not so sure about um, things that I'm going to do after this program because the system in China and the U.S. is a little bit different. So I'm not sure if I'm going to get my license here or if I should go back after that. So, And with the t- everything going on at this time, it's not quite certain for me if I want to go to a Ph.D. or go to work. So it's kind of uncertain for me, but I guess I still have another year to discover everything before the program ends. So, yeah. Awesome. And so that's the four of us. Um, All four of us will be on this initial podcast. And then from here, we'll be breaking up into pairs and we'll be interviewing different individuals who can bring a different type of perspective. So we'll be interviewing and kind of walking through our experiences in a little bit of a different method. 
uh, after this podcast, but we really wanted everybody to understand and know who they're listening to, what their background is, and uh, where we're hoping to take this podcast. And so uh, next, uh, we're going to do three words to describe ourselves and uh, what they might be. So um, we're going to let LB start us off with his three words. So I always have a hard time uh, deciding which three words best describe me. Um, But I guess three that are probably the most accurate right now would have to be um, humble, uh, probably uh, reserved because I don't always like the limelight. Um, And then uh, I guess intentional would be that that third and final one um, because I do like to make those lasting uh, impressions on everyone and, and make sure that there is something that's meaningful that gets done at, at the end of the day. Yeah. You are probably one of the more intentional people that I know. I feel like there's so much thought involved in every decision. Um, so definitely contest of that. Mm-hmm. That's the attribute that stood out to me too. Super intentional. And you show that, like on a consistent basis. Well, next let's, let's have you, Brittany, since, uh, you know, you're already providing some of that insight. I'm hoping that insightful is one of yours, but, uh, let's hear how you see yourself. (laughs) So I put reflective, understanding, and optimistic for me. I'm always, you know, examining how I feel and how I think personally, but most of the time that's not without taking into consideration how other people are feeling and thinking. Um, and so I feel like I spent a lot of time in my own head um, assessing myself and others and asking myself, how can I adjust to the people that are around me? How can I meet the needs of those around me? Um, and that's just kind of hardwired in how I process in everyday life. And I think because of that, it brings out a level of understanding. So um, it just makes me more compassionate and understanding other people because of the time that I spend trying to understand why they think or why they do what they do. Um, and then optimistic, I just don't like thinking negatively. If you're going to tell me is the glass half empty or half full, I'm going to tell you half full because I feel like it's easier mentally to think that something's going to go well than it is to ponder if it won't turn out well. And so I put optimistic. Yeah, I really love this optimistic character of you, Brittany. Like I can always feel it's like when we're in the same room, like I can always feel your energy there. And I really love it. Thanks, girl. Yeah, you, you definitely have the big energy. Um, but I think for me, what hits the most is definitely reflective. I feel like in every class that we've ever had, you're like known for just dropping the mic. Uh, people just like you say something and, and everyone feels it. They don't just hear it. And so like that reflection plays out when you communicate what you've been reflecting about. And I think that it's one of the best things that we have as part of our program. Um, and our cohort. So I, I love the self-awareness, Brittany, on point. Thanks, Bobby. And so uh, for mine, I can kind of go through mine real quick. Um, resilient was one of the ones that I had. Uh, I feel like I've kind of gone through a lot of really different types of experiences and challenges. And I had an untraditional route and path to becoming a counselor. Not to say that everyone basically has um, a counselor experience that is kind of non-traditional, um, but I took a long time to finish undergrad. I had some setbacks financially in different ways, 
And so just overcoming has felt like a lot of my story. And I think that that plays out in um, some of the other characteristics that I have. And so uh, my second one was empathetic. And I think that because I've had some challenges uh, down my road and path, it allows me to see people for more than like what I see in a snapshot. So when somebody's upset or frustrated, I recognize that there are other aspects of life that probably put them in a position where they're feeling that way. And so um, I, I feel like empathy has been something that's been with me my whole life and has really served me in, um, in feeling good about things and feeling like I can help others because I feel like I can understand others sometimes really well because of that empathy. And lastly, uh, curious. I feel like I am somebody that just really wants to understand the world others and um, just always thinking about it and, and trying to figure out like, why are we here? What are we doing? How can we make things better? Um, and so that curiosity, I think, has lent me to wanting to be in a master's program and hopefully that PhD one day, because I feel like the better I understand the world, the better I can help serve it. And so um, those are the three that I think stick out for me. I think you did a great job picking out your adjectives. Um, and I feel like it would be hard for anyone to listen to you speak and not even sense those qualities about yourself. Um, I think the adjective that jumps out to me that you didn't even mention regarding yourself is inspirational because all the things that you said would speak to the desire that you have to inspire other people. Um, and I think as we continue this podcast, that's just going to come out um, every single time. Yeah, I'll agree with Brittany. Like, there's just a level of inspiration from your actions to your words that just really brings everything home and everyone is together at the end of the day. Um, and then also attributes to that resilience that you have, Bobby, that no matter what comes your way, even when you get knocked down, you get back up 10 times stronger. And it's just amazing. Awesome. Thank you. I, I'm a words of affirmation person. So, you know, consider my bucket full. Uh, for the duration of probably the week, week, month, and year. Um, thank you so much, y'all. And uh, yeah, and like I said, you know, I think you heard it here first. Uh, wonderful people that are on this podcast trying to deliver um, information we think would be valuable to you, uh, whoever you are as a listener. And uh, we all agree, I think, that we have a, a wonderful team right here. Um, it's definitely good. Um, and then... I think the next one we might go with. Actually, have, you sing. Have you gone yet? Yeah, I think I got a little ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Oh, I I was wondering, like, um, <laughs> did you forget someone? <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. <laughs> um. So I feel like you kind of all kind of got some of my words. <laughs> but so I, I try to think of something else. Um, so one one word I want to describe myself is um, introspective. I kind of like, I think that's kind of similar with the, the, the what's that uh, reflective of what Brittany just said. Um, I kind of think a lot about, um, I try to keep a high level of self-awareness of what I do and what I think. And um, I think that's also helpful for me to empathize with other people. So that's that's just some kind of attitude that, that I have. I try to keep in my daily life. 
So that's um, introspective. Um, and the second, I think, is um, structured. So it doesn't mean that I need everything like to be specifically very detailed, organized, everything is not like that. It's just overall, I like to have a goal or something I want to achieve in life. Or if I get a task, I would like to know what the steps I want to take to finish it. Just something like that. It's important for me to um, to somehow know why I'm doing something or how I want to do something. Um, so the last word I want to describe myself is, I don't know why I want to mention it, but I really, I think I'm really, I really like it because, um, and it's actually not a word. I think it's more of a phrase. um, I'm a sci-fi fan. Um, I love reading sci-fi books. I love watch sci-fi movies and TV shows, whatever related to sci-fi. I think they, I think that kind of, um, like those sci-fi things kind of um, show me a kind of imaginative world that you might never be able to really experience in the real world. But sometimes if that's a good sci-fi, it somehow can predict the future of human life. So kind of also expand my views of human beings and the current society. So I love them. Uh, yeah, that's uh, something about me. Yes. My favorite quality um, that you brought up was the introspective one. And I think it's so unique for you because you're introspective and you can empathize with other people, but you also are highly intelligent. And so the way that you're able to articulate what you've reflected on, um, it's always like you drop a nugget in class and we're sitting there like listening to it and like, wow, she really broke that down or why she really connected those dots. And so I always appreciate how not only are you introspective, not only are you empathetic and understanding how people feel, but you have just a gift to be able to express that in a way that's highly intelligent, but it still makes sense so people can latch onto it. Um, And I just appreciate the way that our, our minds and our intellects can grow because of your input. Thank you. Yeah, I I 100% agree with that, Brittany. I feel like it's this self-awareness that you have, but in addition, it's this clarity of your self-awareness and how to communicate that. Like it just, I I, I don't know that I've interacted with a lot of people ever in my life that have it quite like you do, because I like always am like, wow, I, I feel like I have a, like an image of what's exactly in your head, like from your exact like lens. And that I just think is a powerful thing and if you're able to, you know, bring your clients to have that same kind of understanding and help them skill build in the same way that you have, like that, I feel like is, that's the goal, right? Um, so 100% agree with that. that. That is a powerful, powerful tool of what you can, you can do for others. Thank you. Yeah, well, that is the group that we have, uh, a wonderful group <laughs> that uh, has such awesome qualities. And again, why I feel so fortunate um, to be surrounded by amazing individuals with amazing characteristics, each and every one of you. Um, and just so excited that uh, we get to share all this, these experiences together. Um, and so one thing I think that our listeners might be interested in hearing a little bit about is um, what brought us to Wake and the counseling program. And so um, I was wondering maybe if you sing, you'd be willing to start us off on, on what brought you. 
Yeah, um, yeah, definitely I can start. Um, I mean, Wake is just my dream school for the counseling program. Um, actually, I did a create. I'm um, in the process of a career change. Like before, I came to uh, the counseling program at Wake. I was um, doing some finance and accounting job in my previous company, and then I wanted a career change. So I started to do some research on schools, and then I guess just the moment when I like got onto the website of Wake Forest counseling program I was like. Wow, like I don't know, like the I don't know the entire design of the website and then the content on the website is just so clear and structured and transparent. Like and also with the, the podcast, and I, I mean that's one of my favorite. Like the podcast gave me the feeling that I got so much closer to the people in the counseling program in the at Wake Forest. And um, with everything that's displayed on the website, I could feel the, the the sincerity of everyone in this program. And then that's something I really, I was really looking for when I searched for schools. And then, um, and also with the, the background of all the faculty here, I feel like I, I don't know, I just feel like it's a good match. Like they, they're, they're, um, specialties and their interests just so much just match what I am interested in um yeah so that's the major reason that I chose Wake Forest and I just also want to mention um the podcast that uh Yusing was referencing is one of the major inspirations for why we're doing this podcast and I also had the same experience like I was listening to every podcast possible on that website um at Wake Forest, wfu.edu-counseling. Um, and it really it really was like an awesome way to get to know the, the faculty and kind of see it from their perspective. So I just wanted to weigh in and say 100%. Good call, you say. For sure. Um, I guess I'll piggyback off of you seeing. Um, so I am actually a Wake Forest alum. Uh, so I graduated in eight. 2018, um, which is kind of crazy how short but kind of long ago it feels. Um, and I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do following graduation. And so I took that year to kind of just figure myself out. Um, and when I left Wake, there was a feeling of unfinished business um, with the university. And so um, among WAG, I was looking at several other schools, but something other than this business really drew me back to campus where the professors really made it seem like I was going to be um, cared for, looked after, and they were going to take every opportunity to get to know me, and they have. Um, and so I was happy to, to know that as a student and as a person, the, the university made me feel wanted and, and the faculty continue to do that. Um, and Wake just has an overall phenomenal program, um, a little biased, but <laughs> uh, Wake has a very great program and everyone has a very unique discipline uh, behind them. So you've got school counselors, you've got private clinicians, you've got agency clinicians, you've got people who've done um, work with 
very specialized populations like incarcerated individuals. And so I think with the, the depth and breadth of the faculty, I knew that I could tap upon any kind of interest that I had um, if that ever came up. And so for research, for just personal conversations, I just had every opportunity to geek out um, with the professors and with and with students. So that that's one of the biggest reasons why um, I chose weight counseling. And then, of course, the podcast uh, definitely helped me to to settle my nerves and to figure out this is w- what I wanted to do um, moving forward. And so I couldn't be any happier. Like LB, I graduated from Wake Forest as well for undergrad. I was in class of 2014, so it was like six years ago. So it does feel like a long time ago at this point. Um, And while I was in undergrad, I actually did the health and human service minor, which is the minor that holds classes that kind of mirror the counseling program. Um, They were my favorite classes while I was at Wake Forest. And I actually had some of the professors in the minor that head up the program now. Um, And so when I decided that I wanted to do a career change from the medical field to being in the counseling program, Wake Forest Forest at the top of my list because of my experiences that I had um, during undergrad. I just had a level of confidence in the kind of academic environment I would be in from being here in undergrad. And then I had an excitement because I really enjoyed the faculty and the professors that I knew were going to be on staff. And I, too, listened to the podcast um, and just really loved the the vibe and the energy that could be felt from the faculty as well. So for me, it was like a no-brainer. Um, and I had a lot of confidence in that decision to pursue Wake. Awesome. Yeah. And um, kind of also going off of what you were saying, Brittany. So I was... Um, I was working in a residence life role actually right across town at UNC School of the Arts for two years. And I had basically graduated from JMU in Harrisonburg, moved to North Carolina, didn't really know anybody, um, was working there for two years and met a couple people who had done the program at Wake Forest and had really just raved about it. And I was kind of like, do I go for counseling? Do I go for IF psychology? And so I applied to a bunch of different grad programs and Wake was actually the only counseling program I applied to. Uh, just because of all the wonderful things I'd heard about it. And so I got into a couple of the IO programs and then I went for my interview day at Wake Forest. And just the feeling that I had when I walked in the room, uh, when I started to meet professors and faculty, uh, much to like a lot of what you're saying, just the, the degree of comfort that I immediately felt just kind of spoke to me. And so when it came time to like make decisions about grad school, it had been something I'd been thinking about like a lot up until that point. But after I left that day, I was like, I really want to go there. And so um, counseling has always been something I feel like I've had a relationship with, but never really wanted to fully accept that that was going to be the um, domain that I was interested in because I was kind of, I think in some ways afraid of what um, you know I might encounter as a counselor and the responsibility that surrounds being a counselor. But when I met the people that were doing the work, I felt so confident in their ability to help me prepare to be that person. And um, I think, you know, definitely was the right choice and I'm very happy to be here. And we're also getting ready to talk about uh, why that is and how uh, this experience has been for us. And, you know, I don't know that we would make a podcast if we had a really negative experience. Maybe we would, maybe we wouldn't. Um, 
and, and, you know, I, I guess I can't speak for everyone. You know, I like to, you know, hear what everyone's perspective is, but I have this inkling that everyone is going to be uh, somewhat positive in their assessment of this experience. Um, and so is there anyone that's like, can't wait to, to kind of share what, um, what their experience has been like in the program? Uh, we just finished year one. We're getting ready to start year two. Uh, who would like to speak to that year one experience first? I guess I can start. <laughs> um, I mean, overall, I just feel like I love it. Like, that's my overall impression. <laughs> uh, now I'm trying to figure out the details. Um, so I think, I mean, in all the classes, like, like, just like, First, start from like not talking about academic things, just about the, the, the feelings in the classes with all the professors and the cohorts. Like I could always feel the atmosphere of care and support all the time from everyone. And I think that's important. Like, I mean, counseling, definitely we need to learn the theories and everything. But then I feel like it's important to have this kind of um, feeling all the time like it's kind of also like a way for us to learn how to provide this kind of care and support um, in the counseling ourselves so I think that's something I love the most throughout the process like I can always feel the support and care um, from the professors and the cohorts all the time um, and then I love um, all the classes like I feel like because I mean, we have a relatively small cohort, so we can always have um, great interactions with professors and everyone, everyone else in the, in, the, in the same room. So I think that's really precious experience for me to share um, different opinions and different perspectives on, on things. And that's very, very precious experience. And then um, we had the practicum experience in the second semester of the first year. Um, I like it as well. I think there are some, I mean, different schools have different, like, different way of organizing this. Like, I think other schools, some schools have, like, more structured or more, um, what, what's a better word for that? It's like, they, they kind of organized how you go through the practicum for the students. Um, I think one good thing about that way is that, um, you don't need to go through um, searching for size and everything. Uh, and you don't have too much surprise in the process. Like, you know, oh, this is something I, I'm going to go through. Um, but here at Wake, like, we have a lot, a lot more flexibility in choosing size. I think, of course, that may add some anxiety, especially when you're searching size. But then on the other hand, I think it kind of give us more um, choices by ourselves, like we can go select whichever size that really of our interest. Like the practicum side I went to um, was um, was really great. I got great supervisor and and everything was so wonderful. Um, so yeah, I think overall I really like the overall feelings of the first year. Like I'm looking for, forward to the second year. It, it's gonna be very different from first year, but and I think it's going to be great as well. Yeah, going off of that, it, it's just been a great experience. 
thus far and you know the the transition from like that first semester to the second semester were so different especially with covid hitting and you know kind of putting a monkey wrench into a lot of our plans um throughout the spring semester we still managed to get through and so it was good to be able to finish that first year um not how we all had anticipated but it was good to get through um but it you know regarding my experience it, it's been it's been great that first semester was um definitely a transformative one i came in very eager um and a little bit competitive um i guess that's part of that wake forest undergrad background where you know everyone's just trying to just get ahead and succeed and you know then i meet the group and everyone's just like oh yeah sure we'll we'll support you and we'll be fine and we're all in this together you know that was kind of a shock to me because <laughs> i think that's just what a lot of people's undergrad experience it's you know a very individualistic thing just trying to figure yourself out but then when you get with a group of like-minded individuals who really just want to support you and be together um like the group has come together so well and i couldn't have asked for a better cohort um so props to everyone on the podcast and props to everyone who's listening this has been the best uh experience uh for me thus far with regarding schooling um and then also it's um pushed me to a lot of new extremes of no of self-awareness um i didn't think i was going to cry as much as i did and uh you know, I I appreciate those moments of where I got to kind of get in touch with myself and figure out, okay, these are the areas where I need to grow and these are the areas that um, I should really continue to, to put forward. Um, especially during those first feedback sessions in uh, skills. Whew, wow. That, <laughs> that was a, a different level of... Um, insight that I was not ready for, <laughs> but definitely, definitely appreciative of it. And then into that, that spring semester, um, you know, with practicum and making that jump into getting the, that experience, um, I will say it was a little bit easier with being on the school track because the school kind of just did most things for us with getting us a placement. Um, but not necessarily having a lot of control over the specific population that we necessarily want to work with because we are competing with a lot of other schools and institutions in the area. So we can't always have what we want, um, but definitely appreciative of, of it. And so, you know, just dealing with that on top of classes was definitely an adjustment. Um, and I was kind of ready for more stress to come out and everyone to kind of move further away but we grew a lot closer um because we could definitely empathize with um so you'll definitely have that initial happiness to be in the in the group that first semester and all the feelings and then that second semester is going to really push you a little a lot further um because you are getting more skills you're getting more tools in your toolkit and just that hands-on experience from your practicum site is going to definitely make you feel like you are 
in the right place. My experience with the program has been phenomenal. Um, And I don't really have anything negative to say about the program. And I think that stems from the fact that anytime there's any difficulty, any challenge in class, any issues that could arise on practicum sites or whatnot, we have the type of faculty that's already ahead of the ball. And they're already asking us what can be done differently. They're already asking us, you know, what our perspectives are. And so when you're in a community where there's that kind of collaboration and that kind of feedback, um, it's like one of the best communities to be in. And so my favorite thing about the program so far has been the cohort in and of itself. I think because of the nature of the classes that we have that encourage um, dialogue and discussion, that encourage your own personal thought and reflection, you end up sharing things with people faster than you would in everyday life. Um, And I think when that happens, you end up building bonds and you end up building relationships um, with people that you want to keep for the rest of your life. And so with our cohort, we got really close and we were able to really walk out every step of this first year um, with each other's support. And that was just a really good experience for me. I think um, your first semester is going to look really different from the spring semester. The fall was really heavy in foundational courses. I think we had theories and research. Um, I can't remember the other two off the top of my off the top of my head, but it was like very um, foundational courses, and so it was like a lot of you know academic heavy. And then your second semester, although it was still rigorous, you had your practicum. Um, and so that put a different spin on things. And then, of course, in our situation, we're all dealing with COVID. And so I'm sure that's something we'll get into in terms of how our lives were affected in this program um, with the pandemic that's going on. And so our first year, we really went through a, a wide range of experiences that are like really unique to us. And I think those experiences solidified for me that my experience in this program was phenomenal because of all the accommodations that were made um, in such a unique time as we're living through right now. Uh, and so that's why I would just, I only have good things to say. And that's mainly because even in hard circumstances, we've been given the tools to still climb the mountain that is this program. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's kind of funny because I, I have characterized being in a counseling program to a lot of other people is like it, the first year being like drinking from a fire hose because there's just so much coming at you all at once. And it's so much of it is brand new. You know, I feel like a lot of the concepts, like you may have heard of them before, but like actually playing them out and living them out is a completely different story. And so for me, like personal development has been uh, one of the highlights of my experience over the last year. I feel like I've, I've really learned a lot about myself and how I can kind of be the best version of me. And it's been so cool because on one side you have these faculty who are really trying to bring the best out of you. They're providing you with feedback, asking deep, hard questions for you to consider about yourself and teaching you all these concepts that also kind of force you to like, you know, create some insights on like, what was my experience life? How does this, how does this like reflect who I am? And, you know, we're journaling in our classes, we're writing research papers and we're analyzing and all that kind of stuff. And then on the other side, we also are in this cohort of 13 other people and they're all kind of checking in with you and providing with a lot of support. But also, I also think there's such a healthy like regard for challenge in our group. Like I think that 
we all have like pushed each other to be the best and, and done it in a way that is so counselor, you know, it is like, you know, we're definitely not like, you know, like you were expecting it to be like, I'll be with like super competitive. It's more of just like, Hey, I know you because we had seven minutes of counseling together uh, a couple times. And uh, this is what I think might be helpful if you try out or like a lot of times we know there, you know, as counselors, I think that great responsibility delivers some self doubt. And we're the first people to kind of check that and be like, uh, are you sure that we're talking about the same person? Uh, I think that you are really capable and you can do whatever you put your mind to. And so I think it's like that personal development is so powerful. And I think that that is as powerful as it is in our program, because um, you know, there's 14 of us, which is a small group. And then there's also like maybe the same number of faculty. And so almost having like a one-to-one ratio of people who can support you and, and you can better understand, like from so many different perspectives, I think, uh, lends itself to such great things. And, and the small nature is also just, uh, it, it just really breeds connection. I feel like it's such a connected environment and, um, yeah, I think that's just been a very special uh, component of the experience and definitely also just 10 out of 10 would recommend uh, this program. Um, and and so I, I know that we kind of talked a lot about uh, what we have loved about the program. Is there anything specifically that you all feel like you've struggled with um, in the course of the last year? I know that COVID pro- provided, you know, some very unique challenges Um and maybe in addition to that, some of the things that happened even before that, that were really difficult to, to navigate. Oh, yeah. Okay. So earlier, LB mentioned skills practice and the learning of the counseling skills. And that was just a really good segue to what I wrote down as my biggest struggle. I think for me, um, for me, the integration of all the aspects of Becoming the counselor that I want to be has been the biggest struggle. Um, I think, you know, our first semester, we learned the foundational theories. And so we're learning all these different theories and we're trying to figure out, you know, how they work and how they're how they're applicable. And then we're learning basic skills in the first semester. And then the second semester, we're doing advanced skills. And, you know, we're but at the same time, there's still an element of our own personality and our own becoming of, of the counselor that has to be in play. And we have a professor that always says, you have to find your swag. And so I think the integration between the theories that you're going to work with to the skills that you're going to use to the person that you are I, can be difficult. Because um, when you're sitting in front of that client and when you're, you're having these practice sessions, you have all this information in your head. You have all these objectives that you want to meet or these things you want to do. And I think the process of making all that a smooth flow is is a process. And I think my patience in that process has been tested um, throughout this whole year. And I and this the reality that it's a it's gonna take time. Like that I'm always gonna be developing into the counsel that I'm supposed to be and that I can give myself grace in the process. It's difficult for someone like me that just wants all the pieces and then just wants to learn how to work it versus learning that every client in front of me is going to be different. So I may have to have a different approach every time. And so I think that's been my biggest struggle as I've tried to mentally, you know, I'm reflective as we talked about earlier. I'm mentally trying to like arrange this. I'm mentally trying to figure out how this is going to work. And I think that's been just like the biggest challenge for me. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you, Brittany. Actually, I think this is still a struggle for me at this time. I, I and I think it's gonna be a struggle for me for a very long time. Like, how to、um, integrate、um, the theories and the concepts we learn into the actual practice, into our, into the techniques and skills. Like, how to do them together, and then how to、um, customize this with different clients. I think that's some kind of struggle I'm gonna have for a very long time. If not the the rest of my career as counselor,、um, and actually for me personally as、um, a non、uh, like who doesn't speak English who who don't speak English as the first language like another struggle for me is、uh, the use of English language in counseling like not my native language,、um, so it's kind of. Difficult for me to、um, figure out the words, like what I say in the session.、Um, I, I like, I don't know. I feel like、um, for other students, like local American students,、uh, you also have this kind of struggle. So I don't know if we have similar level of struggle on using the language, or maybe I struggle a little bit more. Like especially when we、um, got into the basic skills, like how to paraphrase, how to use. Words to describe feelings and meanings. Like it's the most struggle thing for me is to find out the the, the accurate word because in daily life for for us, I think for for a lot of people, like the use of words are not so strict. Like we can use whatever words we want, but I think in a counseling session,、um, the 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 word can be very delicate. Like. They have can be very very specific meaning of different words, and it's kind of hard for me to keep pick up the specific meaning of some word, especially for the feelings. So that kind of took me a long time to、um, to adjust to. Like I kind of remember learned a lot of new words about feelings,、um, but I think it it will get better as you practice more and more,、um, and when you get used to the process. So. Yeah, I just want to say that I was so impressed by your ability to、um, pick up those words and like you. You just have like it's funny that you say that that's like a challenge for you because I feel like in many ways you're better at picking that specific word. Like when we're having like a like an in class discussion than any than anyone. Like I've seen like so many instances where like you said a word and I'm like that's exactly. The word that needed to be fitting right there, and so I think there might even be like a hyper awareness of of like the necessity of those words and the importance of those words, and so I feel like I get to like an insight into like how important it is you to be right about that, and so I, I feel like that's that's an interesting thing、um, that that that's something you struggle with because I see it as a strength, like an area、um, that I I feel like I can learn a lot from you. In that way, like your introspection plays out in the words you choose. I feel like,、um, and、uh, so one thing that I struggled with,、um, I think, was like juggling everything and still feeling good about all of them.、Uh, so, like, I'm somebody that like really wants to maximize everything I'm a part of. Like, I want it to be the very best thing that I've ever worked on or done. And so, when I'm like, you know. Doing classes and also doing like an assistantship, and also like trying to like do these other outside of classroom activities and trying to get involved in research and build community, like whatever I can do to kind of 
um, you know, kind of do whatever I can to make an impact positively. I feel like I'm always second guessing if I'm spending too much time um, horizontally rather than vertically. And so like putting all of myself in all my assignments, I felt like was a challenge because it's, it's all interesting and engaging. Like it's all something that I'm really passionate about. And so prioritizing and picking like, you know, do I work on this uh, theories case conceptualization or do I go to the coffee shop downtown with LB and Marshall and talk about life for, you know, three hours, because that might better inform my perspective on theory. And so it's, it's just tough. I feel like when there's so much positive stimulation coming your way to pick and choose, how do I spend my time? How do I time manage and get the most out of this experience? Because it's only two years. And, you know, for some that might sound, sound like a long time, but I can assure you year one went down quickly and I get the feeling that year two will be even faster. And so um, just trying to maximize the experience, I feel like was a struggle when you're doing all that while you're developing personally. And so it's like, you know, you get that, um, I don't know, like you get that feeling in your, in your soul when you're trying to figure out like um, yourself and that just, I think it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of energy and just doing that and turning in papers and making sure everything looks the way you want it to look. I think that uh, that is certainly a big challenge that, that comes with this program. Yeah. I, I agree with everything that you guys have said that, um, you know, just trying to integrate theories and skills into practical application is one of the most difficult things um, that I've had to do because like you said, Brittany, trying to find your swag is hard and there's no one true way to do counseling or a set few ways to do counseling. There's right and wrong things that you can and shouldn't do it when you're counseling someone, but there's no, like, this is the ultimate way to do it. Um, so I think finding your swag and how you want to do counseling is uh, kind of been, been my challenge. And then finding those, correct words to reflect feelings and meanings. Um, because, you know, when you say you feel, you felt shocked, you felt astonished, you felt surprised. Those are, they're all synonymous, but they have a slightly different meaning. Uh, so just finding that right word um, to, to accurately reflect what your client is, is feeling. And it, it can be challenging, um, but you know the English language, like you said, you think is it's huge. It makes no sense. <laughs> so even even Native American, like American English speaking uh, individuals, have a very hard time with this, just as much as uh, people who have who use English as a second language or third language or whatever comes in in their repertoire. Um, but I think for me as well, it's being mindful of my own identity and like how that comes across to others. Um, because it's so for me being a black male, it's just like, we aren't necessarily seen in a counseling profession, uh, straight up. We are either with like social services or we are in some kind of like parole, officer kind of position if we are in in helping fields um 
and so for me, it, it's I'm always kind of thinking about how am I going to come across to clients? Like, do I bring up the elephant in the room or do we just keep going like it's it's not there? Um, and so I think between finding my own swag and then broaching identity with with clients has been a, a struggle for me. And um, that's something that I hope to be able to work on. Um, moving forward is, is just broaching. Um, and I do wish we had more time with with broaching certain topics in counseling um, because it, it is difficult to do and kind of uncomfortable when you're like, oh, so I identify as that and you identify as this. So how is that power dynamic going to play out in our 50 minute or 20 minute or however long you get um, session? Uh, so I think that's been one of my biggest things. And also with, like Bobby said, just trying to maximize every opportunity of going downtown to a coffee shop and just talking and disconnecting from work for a little bit, as opposed to sitting down at home and actually doing the work, um, because it's due at 1159 and here you are at 10:30, <laughs> just still talking about God knows what, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think that you brought up a great point, LB. Like, it's like the whole counseling uh, student experience, I feel like is such a meta experience where you're like, how am I being received by someone else? And how am I receiving how they're receiving me? You know, it's like this like layered way of seeing the world that I feel like you, before going to a counseling program, you don't have to do the same degree for some cases at all. And so there's definitely, it's just a different level to kind of, look at the world and a completely different perspective. Um, so I can definitely identify that as a, it's a wild ride uh, trying to understand all the different people in a space and how, how do I impact them and how do they impact me um, in return? So this next question is a little bit loaded considering the current moment. Um, 2020, I would say is maybe the most unpredictable year that I've you know encountered in my life. And so, um, you know, I think we can definitely talk about some of those aspects um, if, we're, if that's a part of what, you know, you didn't expect. But what has happened, I guess, in this counseling experience that you didn't expect to happen? I mean, you're, you're right. That is very much loaded. <laughs> um, I think 2019 version of me would never have thought of, oh, I'm late for my Zoom meeting, you know, or we've Zoomed for two hours. Like, I that... <laughs> what? Um, I think that's been something that I wasn't expecting. Um, but I guess also I wasn't necessarily expecting how well the end of the spring semester would have been, um, considering how everything was online, but we were still able to get information, um, for what we could do practically. Um, and, make it through to that uh to that finish line i agree i think pre-covid the thing that i did not expect was to share my personal business with people i didn't know i think like just (laughs) a little context for this like when you do your practice sessions of counseling within the program you do it with your classmates and you do it with your real life um and so if you think about the standard American education, it's 
you know, that we have, you know, even before college, you go into a classroom, the teacher teaches you, you make friends with those that you think you want to make friends with, you tell your business to those people you choose to tell your business to. Um, So the whole idea of, you know, being in a group of 13, 14 people and getting assigned to whoever the teacher assigns you to work with and having to use your real life in a counseling situation breaks the ice really fast. And so I think for me, I didn't expect to choose to share my life in that way. Because if you think about like the natural progression of relationships that happen, usually your innermost thoughts and feelings are like the bottom layer of everything. You find your commonalities, you hang out together, you share your thoughts about specific things. But the point at which you talk about yourself or what your struggle is or, you know, those or what people who are close to you are dealing with and how it's affecting you. Those are usually some of the last layers that you choose to share with people because you feel like you built this blanket of trust with them. So to come into a program and basically you're doing a free fall, you're saying we're in this program together. So I'm trusting the type of people that you are. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you that this is what's going on in my life and this is how I feel about it. And so I didn't come in expecting to basically start friendships in reverse, meaning that I'm starting my relationship with everybody because I've chose to be transparent and vulnerable and then finding the fun facts about them after the factor along the way. But I think that even though it wasn't a way I've never built relationships before, it doesn't mean it wasn't effective. Um, and I appreciate learning how to be transparent and vulnerable with people who I may not have known well and how that's something I can carry into my everyday life, that we can sometimes break barriers by choosing to be vulnerable. I totally agree with um, both of you just said. Um, and for me, I think one thing um, that I, I definitely felt like some, something I think I've learned or experienced differently after this everything going on in 2020 like is the culture differences like my my perception and expectations of culture differences like previously when we talk about cultural differences like somehow I still felt like you know human beings share some you know some of the core values people should be the same but then with um, the pandemic and a lot of other things going on right now, it's kind of like we are pushed to a, to an extreme situation that you might not experience in other, I don't know, in, in, in years before 2020. So I think in these extreme situations, like the differences, like the cultural differences are displayed in the, in the more extreme way. Like people had to make extreme choices based on their value, different values and cultures. So that kind actually shocked me in the beginning. And then um, it also kind of reminded me of the, 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 the actual differences people have. Experiencing this extreme situation myself kind of helped me um, become more aware of my previous assumptions of a lot of things. So, yeah, so I guess that's, that's something that I, that, that this experience kind of changed me a little bit, not a little bit, kind of a lot. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like um, the question would happen that you didn't expect, like it could go for days with each of us. Like it's, it's such a unique experience that you, it's pretty hard to predict what a counseling experience is going to be like, because it's unlike any other educational experience I've ever had or, or seen. And um, something I think that kind of can attest to that or an aspect of it is I feel like the, in, the level of integration of the, our education into our identity, like the amount that it becomes us, I had no idea and, and had no idea how like that would look and just didn't expect it. Like if you become a carpenter, you don't become a carpenter in every conversation you have for the rest of your life. If you become an electrician, if you become a teacher, even you might have some aspects of that um, teacher philosophy that that kind of bleed into the conversations you have, or you know, there's definitely a lot of um, positions in, in in life where, like maybe as a politician, you kind of change. But I feel like counseling is just a unique identity in and of itself. And so when I started to realize, like I'm like using these skills every day now, like. I'm always in every conversation I have with every person I know, even with strangers, I'm starting to use these counseling skills. And I'll be honest, you got to be kind of careful with it because once people find out you are a counselor, they may try and get a free counseling session. Um, but I think like just um, just like how it becomes a like an aspect of yourself. I didn't expect that. I thought it would be very separate for whatever reason. Like when you're a counselor, you're a counselor. And when you're not, you're not. But it just, it's something that's, it's inseparable. And I think that that's such a powerful thing. And as we've navigated all of these challenges that have been unpredictable, like COVID and like really bring to light a lot of like the racial disparity and just like the discrimination that exists, like it, it has forced me specifically to encounter those things differently than I had prior to these developmental experiences. And, you know, I know that like, for example, like a very small and more fun example um, is like at, at, uh, at camp. I, I've been a camp counselor uh, this summer and I have found myself when I hear a staff or, or a, a camper say something that like kind of lends itself to saying a little bit more. I'll say, say more about that. I give them a little door opener and it like, you know, gets so much more information and then we kind of talk about it. And I just like have been really impressed. Um, just with like how, what the faculty have taught us and like what we've learned from each other has just come into like our daily lives. And so that I think is just something I didn't expect. And I, I think it's just like a, a really awesome, um, thing I didn't predict. So for sure, big part of it. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bobby. No, you're good. I just want to do a quick aside when you mentioned that, uh, people will start to try to seek free counseling sessions. Uh, I'll never forget at one of like the first tailgates that we had. And uh, it was you, me, and a couple of second years. Um, someone came up to us and they wanted us to join a game of cornhole with them. Um, and next thing we know, uh, as we were like, oh, no, we're okay. We just want to move on and just enjoy the tailgate. Somehow we mentioned that we were counselors. And, you know, they that person was like, cool, I'm in. And 
you know, just started saying, how do I fix this and how do I do that? And, you know, we maybe a bad thing for us to tell them like, hey, we're, we're counselors, but also a great thing to know that there is value in what you do. And there will be a lot of people who will regard you because you are a counselor, because you aren't um, perceived as someone who's going to be judgmental. Um, so although there are those people who will ask you for advice and stuff, even family members and friends have asked me like, Hey, so how do I go about this thing? It's like, I can't tell you what to do because as your friend, as your family member, it's going to be different. Um, but you do get that affirmation um, that what you're doing is going to be very beneficial to a lot of people and whether or not you know it now, it's going to truly help uh, moving forward. And if you have already been in a helping profession and you're, you know, coming back for a career shift and you're getting another degree, um, this is also going to further solidify what you're doing uh, because it, it is going to, to help you out in the long run. Yeah. And I, I do want to clarify that, uh, you know, I love helping anyone anytime. Um, but I do think that it's important for us as, as people who lend themselves to being um, kind of thrown into a situation where we're trying to help someone through their issues to, to find a way to create boundaries for yourself, because there are settings in which um, like, for example, being on an airplane, uh, when you're sitting next to someone, if you, you know, were to say something like I'm a counselor and this, this, and this, there's a chance that, you know, that may lead to them revealing some really deep and dark things about themselves. And so if that's something that you're routinely engaging with, it's something that can be, you know, taxing. And so I think that as long as you are comfortable uh, revealing that you're a counselor or an aspiring counselor and recognize the implications of making those statements, uh, I said, go for it. But I know that there are definitely times where I go to um, an event where there's going to be a lot of people and I'm like, maybe I'm not a counselor tonight. Maybe maybe I am internally, but maybe I'm not going to spread the word um, that that's the case because it's going to influence the experience I have and how others experience me. A little bit more of that meta you know, experience we have as counselors. Um, but anyways, I, I, I do think that um, it's a wonderful aspect of, of the counseling profession is that it's so integrated and um, definitely a beautiful thing. Uh, so last but certainly not least, um, this is for all those out there uh, that might be getting ready to start their new, um, their first year as counseling students. Um, maybe you're considering it 10 years from now, who knows? Um, but I think that it's important to also note that our experience will probably not be yours. And there's a, like dynamics at play with COVID and just the new world that we live in. Um, but I still think that it's valuable to kind of provide some of the things that we would have done differently if we could go back um, and do it all over again uh, from the start. I think that that might provide some insights into maybe how you could start um, in your own experiences. Um, for me, I kind of wish I had sat with the information that I got more. Um, so from like theories and, uh, and skills, <clears throat> being able to take more opportunities to kind of sit and digest that information and truly understand what it means to me individually and then how it is perceived by others. Um, so even though it, uh, I've had conversations with 
um, several of the of my members of the cohort about certain topics. I wish I kind of just sat individually with it, saying, "Okay, this is what they're talking about, and this is how this theory was meant to be for what it was worth at the time." How does it sit with me right now? Do I like it? Do I hate it? Um, why Why do I feel this way towards this theory and that theory? So I, I think just taking more intentional time for myself to be mindful and to digest um, everything that I've that I've taken in because it does change on a day to day and how you want to implement it, and then based on previous lived experiences and potential future lived experiences, um, you know, you really need to be able to understand what, what the information is going to do for you and what it's going to do against you um, as you get into the practice. Um, because even going into practicum, what everything that you've learned sometimes feels like it's just gone out the window, but you just have to be able to bring it back in and say, all right, based on my population that I'm working with, this is how I need to construct my words um, so that this theory or um, this skill is appropriately delivered to that individual, to that group. Um, so that that's something that I, I kind of wish I did more. For me, the one of the biggest things I would have done differently is pretty unique to being a student in Wake Forest's counseling program. But I would have taken advantage of the programming that the institution has on a regular basis um, because they do so many things throughout the year. Uh, they have so many speakers that come, so many events you can be a part of. And I think I would have taken advantage of that. And then I'm not a student that chose to live in Winston-Salem, so I commuted. And so looking back, I would have taken more time to do things within Winston, to get to know the community, to hang out with my classmates more in you know in that area I think it's really easy to try to buckle down in school and a lot of us had jobs and really just try to be a master at managing that but at the end of it all when you reflect on it you're really not going to remember your job that much you're going to remember the time you spent with people and so I think that I would have at least made a greater effort to make sure that I was having fun with classmates or planning those kind of events so that those would be the memories that I was building um, and it's something that can easily be put on the back burner because you're trying to manage your classes and you're trying to manage your job and you're trying to manage your households if you do have a family but at the same time you do want to make sure that you are taking time to build the relationships and really to have fun and enjoy the season of your life so for me I would have at least penciled a little bit more of that type of thing. Um, well for me I kind of wish I could have been more relaxed in the process and trust the process a little bit more and enjoy it more fully. Because um, when I just got into this program, I was totally overwhelmed by everything going on and I didn't have a lot of trust in myself as well. Like, um, but after getting through the entire year, like now I I can say that I mean no one would be left behind. Like professors and your cohort will support you throughout the process and then 
there's no need to to worry that much like whether or not I can do this or that it's like things are gonna work out and you can become a little bit more relaxed and then enjoy the process just enjoy it and not thinking about if I can achieve this or achieve that I mean that's important we need to get a degree but then I think at least for me I could be a little bit less worried about things and then yeah I I feel like uh especially once COVID hit, it was like, oh, wow, like you don't know what you got till it's gone. Um, in the aspect of like, you're stressed about like, can I get my assignment in on time? Is it the best it can be? Like, you know, how is this going to, you know, how is this going to hit, you know, for professors or what are they going to say about it? And um, it's funny because they're so supportive, but like, you know, we're still so hard on ourselves because I think that that's the nature of pursuing graduate work. Um, but yeah, it is, it's interesting, like looking back and, and looking at the fall experience versus the spring experience and, um, just the momentum I felt like we had going into, uh, COVID-19, I felt like we were really getting even closer and really like bonding. And it was definitely a challenge with that. Um, and so I think for me, what I would have done differently is like, I felt like I planned a couple events here and there. Um, when I first got in, like, I know the tailgate was like really awesome and loved having that. And. Um, we had that night where we went, we went and got pizza, but I think it would have been for me having more of those types of events. So finding ways to like incorporate everyone being able to attend. Um, and like maybe it's spot, you know, every week there's one thing that you do, um, all together. I think that if I had could, could go back, I think that more time spent with everyone just always made me feel better, like about the assignments, about the experience. And I think, you know, Brittany, you're so right. Like it's so much about like how you spend time with people that you remember. That that's what is so meaningful about the experience. And so um that that's what I would have done differently. And I hope to be able to do some aspect of that uh with this group, um, CSI, uh, to do that for the incoming group. And how can we kind of facilitate them having opportunities outside the classroom um to be together because it really is, it's what makes it. And you know, I don't think that anybody could be a counselor alone. And so the more time you spend with others um, enhances your counseling skills, enhances your development. And I think that that's what we all signed up for. Um, so definitely agree and wholeheartedly with, with also the theories. I'm always down for some good theories, conversations, and better understanding that. I think that they'd happen more often if we were all together more often. Um, because I know we're in, inside the walls of those classrooms, um, everything's on the table. You know, we're, we're always talking about anything and everything. And, you know, I just, I think that that just is what it's all about. Uh, so that's kind of all the questions um, that we felt like we could answer in this one. We, you know, we've been with you for a while now. I feel like we provide a lot of like our experiences and we hope to really go into depth into um, what it, what our experience has been, what we struggled with, what have the specific challenges been um, from different perspectives, you know, taking some people um, from our cohort and other uh, maybe online students and other individuals in the Wake Forest community and p- perhaps even the Winston-Salem community to kind of speak to um, some of the issues that we have encountered and maybe come up with some resolutions or um, ways of being going forward. Uh, so I hope you have enjoyed being with us today. Uh, I know we certainly have uh, a lot of smiling. Uh, we're doing this uh, remotely, you know, want to be COVID friendly. And so, um, you know, a lot of, lot of smiles and um, knowing, knowing head nods. 
to everyone's kind of personas that we've developed over the course of our lives. And um, we hope that this is something that's been meaningful for you. And we hope you continue to listen. And um, thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to let anybody else uh, have any closing thoughts or or say anything that they're feeling or thinking at this point uh, so that they can um, feel complete in terms of the podcast, our first podcast together. I, I enjoyed uh, this. Um, getting to see all of you uh, remotely is better than nothing at all. Um, but no, I, I love uh, great conversation. Um, so if at any point you all ever just want to chop it up with me or with, uh, with any of us, I'm, I'm all in for it. Um, that's, that's one of my biggest things is like good intimate conversations. Um, is yeah. So I, there you go. Yeah, completely with you on this, LB. Um, I think this is one of the best conversations I've had for a long time. Like after our summer semester <laughs> finished, like this is one of the best conversations I've had and I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and I, I think this this um, episode is more about us and then I hope like in the future we can provide more uh, meaningful and even further and deeper discussions on topics that can provide to our audience. <laughs> I agree with everyone else. This was such a good experience and I really look forward to all that's coming. I would just say we're just getting started. Absolutely. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to the Wake Forest faculty, administration, staff. You are wonderful. Thank you for empowering us to do this project. And uh, we'll see you next time. Or maybe you'll just hear us. <laughs> <laughs>